Today's bag of popcorn is brought to you by Auto Approve. Auto Approve makes refinancing your auto loan easy so that you can keep more of your hard-earned money. Learn more at autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. One of the most common things that I hear about personal finance in general is that people say, I wish I had known more about this stuff when I was younger, whether it's investing or handling debt. I feel like a lot of people say these things. I feel like I've said this many times before in the past. I'm like, I wish I would have known all this stuff. I would have made much better decisions. And so I thought it would be fun to go over a couple of the things I wish I had known before I became an adult and stepped into the, the real world about managing my finances. These topics, they're always a lot more fun to talk about with someone else. So I asked Ashley Feinstein Gersley to join me here on the podcast. So Ashley, how's it going? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. I well, appreciate you, you taking some time out of your day to, to join me here. And if those of you listening don't know who Ashley is, she is the author of Financial Adulting, which uh, just came out March 2022. This is a book that really covers... I mean, everything. It covers everything from saving to investing to your credit score and even just how to make an impact, a positive impact with your money. And so I figured after writing this book, you must have thought about this topic a lot of the things you wish you would have known uh, before you had to take on all this money stuff yourself. So, you know, as a guest, I'll let you go first. What is something that you wish you would have known before you were forced to take on all these responsibilities? Like you mentioned, there's a lot of things I wish I'd known. I've made a lot of mistakes going through my money journey. So to narrow it down, I think the biggest takeaway, the biggest thing I wish I'd known was that I wasn't alone. Mm. I studied finance. I worked in finance. I knew nothing about my own money. And I felt like everyone else was more of an adult. They understood this. I was the one flying blind trying to figure it out. And the reason that I feel like that was something I wish I knew, not only did that cause a lot of stress, but it also had me listen to other people's advice. And often they didn't know what they were talking about either and not really trust my own instincts or learn on my own. So there was it it created all kinds of problems. (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those weird things where when you feel like you don't know something like you're like "This, this finance is so complicated. I don't I don't really know what I'm doing. But yet we easily trust other people when they say they know what they're doing because we just feel like, figure, oh, they seem very confident. They they must know. Look, they're wearing a, a nice jacket or something or, you know, they got a nice car. So they, they must be doing well. So I should listen to them, even though your gut's kind of like, ah, I don't I don't know about this. <laughs> the confident thing really got me right. They <laughs> someone that this actually happened at a colleague of mine sounded really confident in an investing idea. And, you know, me sitting there feeling ashamed that I don't know more about investing, that I'm missing out, that I should know about, like so many shoulds. And and I ended up going, doing the idea, taking the advice and lost a lot of money. And at the time, you know, it was a big part of my net worth. And I realized the confident person had no idea what they were talking about. And, you know, that was actually a critical moment for me to say, you know what, I'm going to be in control of this. I want to figure this out. I want to be, I don't want to depend on who sounds most confident, <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. Because it's so easy for someone to take advantage of you, or at least maybe not even purposely just kind of mislead you because it sounds good. 
I want to know, did he say anything? Or I'm, I'm assuming this is a man, but <laughs> this person. <laughs> it was a man. Was it a man? It was a man. And, <laughs> yeah, and, I got to figure it <laughs> Right. But to your point, it wasn't malicious at all. Like he really thought it was a good idea. He really had, he did it too. Mm. So definitely wasn't malicious. But learning what I know now, like, first of all, I would never make a speculative single investment based on things going on in the world. Like, what was I doing? But I would have made a very different decision if I had some education. And I think what kept me from figuring it out myself is that I thought, oh, everybody else is so far ahead of me. I'm so behind. Going back to that, I'm alone in this trying to figure it all out. Yeah. I think that feeling of isolation, the feeling like you're the odd person out for not knowing this when the reality is most of us, I mean, unless your family just talked about money all the time, like unless your parents were just, you know, they were stockbrokers or they were, you know, they run a hedge fund or they're just, they're just really connected and they like to talk about this stuff and they're open enough to talking to you about it. If that's not your situation, the vast majority of us would have never had these conversations, but yet we feel like everyone else must have, must have already learned this stuff. We're, we're just trying to play catch up. When I give a talk, for example, a workshop on personal finance, one of the first things I do is say, raise your hand if you think you should know more about money and personal finance. Mm. And it doesn't matter if I'm talking to an MBA cohort, doesn't matter if I'm talking to a bank, everybody pretty much raises their hand. And that was, every time it happens, it's still eye-opening to me because sometimes I think, oh, I'm giving a talk at a hedge fund or I'm giving a talk at a bank, they'll know. But it's really... So the vast majority of people are feeling how I felt when I was stepping into my financial adulthood. We're all feeling the impact of rising prices pretty much everywhere. And this means that we end up looking for places where we can save money. One place that you might not have considered checking is your auto loan. That's why this week's bag of popcorn is brought to you by Auto Approve. AutoApprove is an online service that makes vehicle refinancing easier and faster. They'll connect you with a network of top credit unions, banks, and finance companies to refinance your auto loan. With AutoApprove, vehicle owners can lower their monthly payment, get a better rate, or both. They talk you through every step of the process and even handle the DMV paperwork, which is the part that I'm actually the most excited about. In 2021, AutoApprove customers saved on average $164 per month. I could use that kind of extra money for groceries, gas, or even to invest more for retirement. To find out how much you could save, get your free quote at autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Again, that's autoapprove.com slash popcorn, or just click the link in the show notes. Auto loans are still historically low, so get more money for what matters most with AutoApprove. When I was thinking about this question, what came to my mind was, I remember looking at people like friends, people in the neighborhood who had these really nice cars or they had like, you know, nice tech in their houses or they had a nice big house. Like they had all this stuff. And I'm like, how can they afford this? I was was thinking like, how, where is this money coming from? Like, I can't afford this stuff. Maybe I'm just broke. Maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing something wrong. But over time, what I've come to realize is that for like the vast majority of people, I would say like 90% of people you're going to come across, they probably fall into one of these three buckets, either they can't afford it either. And they're just going into debt. They pulled out a credit card to buy this stuff. Or maybe they just aren't saving. Like if I, I'm choosing to save for like an emergency fund or for retirement, and it obviously takes a portion of your income to do that. And that leaves a lot less for you to do other things. 
And so maybe these people just aren't saving any money. Like, hey, I worked hard for this. I'm just going to go out and spend it. Or the last thing is maybe their family's just rich. Like there's a lot of people. I mean, relatively, there's not a lot of people, but there are a good amount of people who have a lot of money and pass it on to their kids. And it allows them to do stuff that you would never be able to do because uh, your job's never going to give you that much money. I wish I would have known these things when I was younger because I spent a lot of time comparing myself and wishing I was doing these other things and being like, well, what, what I'm, I must be doing something wrong. There's something I'm doing wrong. And that's why I can't do these things. But in reality, it's just, I'm, I'm just choosing different things or have been given a different set of circumstances to work with. You know, it's funny that you said a lot of people or, and then you said, well, a good number of people, because I think social media makes it so easy to see what those people are doing, the ones who have yeah. the extra funds and are, you know, it makes it, and then those are the ones that stick in our head and we compare ourselves to them. And I think the thing too, is that people don't necessarily, don't, people don't volunteer that information to you. They're not going to tell you, oh, this is why, this is how I'm doing these things. Uh, you just want to have the appearance of I'm doing well. Right. And I think for most of us, we we go to, oh, I'm doing something wrong rather than yeah. thinking about the other more likely reasons <laughs> that it's happening. And I also notice that I pick and choose, like someone maybe is doing a ton of travel, but maybe they're not doing the other things. But then I find someone else who's doing the other things and I somehow put them all together in one <laughs> one bucket of someone who's doing it all. I think it's really interesting that we both pick ones that we're kind of about looking at others and, and seeing how they feel about things and how they're handling things and how we think we're not doing well. And I think it goes to show that I think for a lot of us, when we come into the situation and we say, you know, of course we wish we knew more because obviously we'd be more informed, but also the part of that is we wish if maybe we knew more, we'd be in a better place financially. But sometimes that's based off of comparing our current situation to other people's situations. Uh, and which could be a dangerous thing, a very dangerous game to play and one that is not fun at all. And I do not recommend uh, you participating in that game, but uh, <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for, for joining me here and, and help me talk through this topic. Before we get out of here, if people want to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, learn more about your book and how they can get some of these financial foundational tips and these educational pieces that we need to be better with our money, uh, where can they go find that and where can they connect with you? Yes, thank you. They can find more about the book at financialadultingbook.com and follow along um, on all the socials at The Fiscal Femme. Perfect. I'll put that all in the show notes. That way people can easily go find that. And, uh, and again, appreciate you joining me here. Wonderful. Thank you for having me again. And thanks to all of you for joining me here for another episode. You know, we've just entered into a new month. It's now May. And I thought, what better time than now for another giveaway? I haven't done one in a little while now. And I've had this specific one in my notes for a while. I've had it scheduled. I've just been looking for the right time to get everything coordinated and put together. So let's kick it off. I don't know if you remember, but a few months back, I talked about a listener who is an extremely talented artist. Uh, her name is Jackie. She goes by Jackie P. Ramos on Instagram. She did this amazing portrait of me that I was just blown away by how good this was. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, I really want to support your art and the work you do. Would you be up for doing a giveaway? And she was in. So I'm going to purchase a few of her portraits and give them away throughout the month of May to some listeners here on the podcast. These will be digital portraits of you or a family member, a loved one, whoever. Uh, Jackie says she can even make an attempt at drawing your pet if, if you want, if you prefer that. I'll be doing these giveaways a few different ways. I'll talk about a couple of them here on the podcast, and then I'll be doing one exclusively over on Instagram. But here's what you can do to enter into this first giveaway. Leave Popcorn Finance a review. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review there, or you can go to Spotify and leave Popcorn Finance a rating. 
whichever platform you choose, just take a screenshot of it so that way we know it was you <laughs> and then email it to me at questions at popcornfinance.com. Or if you're like, hey, I've already left you a review. I can't leave you another review. That's fine. Go to your favorite social media platform, whatever it is you like. Just make a post of your favorite episode of Popcorn Finance. Take a screenshot of that. And you can also send that to questions at popcornfinance.com. I know you all don't listen to the podcast at the exact same time right when it comes out. So I'll give you a little bit of time to get in your entry. So you have until Friday, May 13th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to send in those screenshots to questions at popcornfinance.com. I'm really looking forward to giving away some of Jackie's amazing art. Uh, So in the meantime, after you've done your entry and you're just waiting for the results to come in, go check out Jackie's work at Jackie P. Ramos on Instagram. I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can go check out some of her work. As always, I appreciate you all joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.